1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. got mobilecom
2: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game back at a Chuckery show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour, Little Fuji's uh, here. Chuck Rose gets first request. Little Fuji's get it started.
0: It's a Wyclef Jean's birthday today. Uh, it is not debatable that of all the Fujis, Wyclef is probably the most successful. Um, well, is going to jail here in a little bit. Right, and Lauren is tough to deal with enigma yeah yeah Yeah. i mean she's she's a little tougher to deal with than probably Uh, my my favorite lauren story is it's like six years ago seven years ago she does a show out at chastain you know i think i've heard you tell this before and she shows up 15 minutes before they have to shut the noise stuff because the noise ordinance yeah i she mean it was like a song and a half and then they shut her off and everybody's like you have to be kidding me the dj that was at that show played the same set because it was a preset mix he had right right he played the pre- same preset mix like six or seven times because she just wasn't there
2: yeah she makes anita baker look like she's an hour early I mean, she makes Anita Baker look like she's running on Lombardi
0: time. Anita kind of it on Valentine's Day. Not gonna lie, when saw her at at at, at, uh, at State Farm, and Anita decided that she was gonna show up thirty minutes after she was supposed to be there already. Yeah, well, that's and then what she does. Got on stage to apologize for, but said she was it was tired. She was tired. It was late.
2: Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say, didn't she do a show like a couple of years? Even like she did another show or something like that where she tried to blame. Well, what was it she? Wasn't she blaming...
0: No, um... no, 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 no. That wasn't a couple years ago. That was recently. Okay. Yeah, so Babyface left her tour. She yes. was blaming Babyface, yes. Babyface taking face. too long yes. on stage. He was the
2: opening act, and he was taking too long in his set,
0: and that's what was keeping her delayed. And the stuff when they had to go from one, you know, all, all his instruments, all her instruments, it was taking too long, and then Babyface was like... I don't need this drama. I'll just go. Yeah. I'll just yeah. I'll just leave. Not like he doesn't have a few bucks
2: in his bank account. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So uh 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll uh, do rank them coming up at nine forty. Uh that's life will be coming up here in about 15, uh, fifteen, twenty minutes from right now. Well, we did talk about it earlier, but where do the Braves go from here? I mean You had one of the – again, I'll say it like this. They were the best team in baseball all year long. They were arguably the most talented team as far as their lineup. And and I know people have talked about, well, we didn't go out and get any pitching. Okay, but you don't anticipate Kyle Wright being down for as long as he was. Um, You know, Max Fried getting a blister at the end of the year. And and in all honesty, and I asked Bob Nightingale this earlier, let me ask you a question, Orn. How many teams legitimately do you think have a better one-two top of their rotation start two starters than Freed and Strider? I mean, when the Mets had Verlander and Scherzer, you could make that argument. But how many guys right now, when we look at, how many teams, what, like, I'm I'm trying to think of who's got, how many teams have a better one two punch in baseball than Freed and Strider? Do the Dodgers? I mean, Kershaw, obviously, but, you know, again, what's his name? Walker Bueller. Yeah, didn't Bueller pitch missed this last year, year yeah. with, uh,
0: with the Tommy John. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. I mean, I, and I don't Dustin know. May was out too, so yeah. Right.
2: Like, I don't know how many guys have, or, or how many teams have a better one two punch at the t- I mean, uh, again maybe this year with the cubs with um uh with, with, with Justin Steele and uh what's his name um um i, I, I my my brain is the asian pitcher that my brain is um going dead um the other pitcher for the, the big money uh starter Steele was Steele. kind of came out of nowhere but um oh god what's his name um see this is why i can't this, this is this sometimes when my brain doesn't uh doesn't work as well but i again I, I look at the Braves and say okay you you've had you've had one of the um um you've had you've got two of the the best pitchers in major league baseball you've got a 200 strikeout pitcher and Charlie Morton as a backup you have a, a guy in Kyle who won 21 games the year before like you're not going to have five number one starters. Like, who's got five number one starters? Like, the Yankees don't have that. The Astros don't have that. Who has all of that? Now, again, if you're not going to sign Max Fried, that's a different discussion, right? But you even saw the Braves didn't miss a beat at first base. They didn't miss a beat at shortstop. That wasn't the reasons that they lost. but. Where do you go from here? Most of your guys are under contract, right? Strider's under contract. Um, You know, all your positional guys are under contract. It's really about your starting pitching, about whether or not Morton's going to come back. How much, I mean, Freed's under contract, but how much, how many more years are you going to get to Max Freed? And you have guys like, again, that are trying to work their way back, whether it's Soroka or Ian Anderson. Or you know Kyle Wright, Bryce Elder, like you have a plethora of pitchers. the The Braves have a good problem. But what what has to change? And and I was reading some of the quotes and listening to what Alex Anthopoulos had to say, and he said, "We've got a plan, and this, that, and the other." Okay, and I, and I'm obviously I'm willing to buy into it because. I think he's the best general manager in baseball. He, you could, you could not have built a better team this year than than the Atlanta Braves. Like you couldn't have cherry picked a better team. This this team is top to bottom in their lineup, the best lineup in baseball. It's the deepest lineup in baseball. They have two frontline starters. They have good starting pitching around that. So why can't they get over the hump? Why why, why could they not get over the hump these last two years are, are the Philly if the Phillies are more talented, then why are the Phillies the Phillies were what I think Oren, they were like eighteen games out of first two years ago, and they were what fourteen games out of first this year like and the Braves were eighteen and thirteen against them over the last two years, so it's not like when they get against Philadelphia, all of a sudden the Braves get shut down and they don't win and All these things have – that's been the big thing about why the Braves have been so good the last two years is because they've dominated in their division, whether it's the Mets, Phillies, Nationals, Marlins. Like, they dominate those teams. So, again, I I don't know if you could say pitching, okay, are are they going to be in the market to go get Ian Snell or Clayton Kershaw or Aaron Nola? Like that's you uh, know again, are they going to make a trade for Otani and let him just pitch? Like, where are you going to go with all of this? You think they're going to make a, a, a trade for an Ian Snell, or, or I should say, uh, a, a free agent signing of an Ian Snell? He's going to cost two hundred and fifty million dollars. He's probably going to win the Cy Young this year and he's probably going to you know, make a gazillion dollars for it. You think the Braves are going to invest that much in a pitching? I'm not even saying that the Braves are cheap. I'm just saying they don't have the history of saying that we're going to invest $200 million in a pitcher. I'd rather have you for one or two years at $20 million a year for one or two years than to give you whatever, 10 years at you know, $150 million for a pitcher. So I don't know where they go with all of this. It's not about their bench. Doesn't at some point you have to just you have to just kind of suck it up and look inside and say, you know, we just need to be better. Like we don't need more pieces. They got all the pieces that you could want. Don't you just have to be better? And I'm not gonna, I'm again, I've thrown Brian Snicker under the bus multiple times. Does anybody think that he managed this whole thing that well? I'm not blaming him, but, again, all of this stuff all ties together. Like, I don't want a repeat of the 1990s in this. Because now it was, all right, we're the defending World Series champions. We're going to go into next year, and we're going to be the defending champions. We're going to defend our crown. We win the division, and we get knocked out of the playoffs last year. And then we get knocked out of the playoffs again this year. I mean, doesn't everybody just have to look within? There's more than enough players on this team. We don't need, like, more guys or, you know, do we have the attitude? I mean, it wins you 104 games or whatever the number is. Maybe you have to have a different attitude. Maybe you have to have Jock Petersons who are guys that maybe are a little bit of aloof but they come in here and they transform your franchise. Maybe, because again, we we had Rosario. What did Rosario do in the playoffs? A couple of years ago, he was he, you couldn't get him out in the NL Championship Series. He didn't do anything in the playoffs this year. And obviously, he had all the issues last year as far as health and stuff like that goes. Maybe we need to find, you know... How how do I want to say like like a a Jock Peterson that's maybe a little bit aloof or he's got just a different swagger about it. But again, isn't guys like don't guys like Ronald Acuna Jr. have a little different swagger and Ozzie Albie's has a little different swagger to him? Like don't don't we have some of those guys on this team? Don't we already have some of these kinds of players that that are here? I don't know, but I don't know how you could have. I don't know how you could have built a better roster, top to bottom. Like, if you think that getting a fifth starter, you know that you traded for would have made the difference on this team, you still had Freed still had Fried and Strider. You still had those two guys. You didn't have Morton. I get that. And Elder had not pitched well in the second half of the year. And again, he was you know, at his innings limit. He'd never pitched this many innings before. Maybe he bounces back. Maybe he comes up with the kind of year that Strider had where we were questioning about whether or not Strider was going to be healthy. Obviously, he had the oblique last year in the playoffs. But I don't know how you could have built a better roster. He just failed. And, and you can say, well, that's baseball and different things happen and stuff like that. But why does it happen so often here? Why do we always have it feels like one of or the best teams in Major League Baseball, and we don't even get to a point of where we need to be? Again, I, we can be the Houston Astros and play in the World Series every year, but we're not doing that. Like you've been knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. I mean, tell me the if the Philadelphia Phillies are so much better, why are they not winning in the regular season? Why? Why are they not getting it done in the regular season? And it's not the schedule. Miss me with the schedule and all that kind of stuff about, uh, you know, again the, the week off or the few days off or whatever like that. Again, it didn't affect the Astros. Baltimore's never been there, you know. Can't use the Orioles. They've never been there anywhere, right? But I don't know how you could have built a better roster top to bottom with this Braves club. He's failed. And that has to stop happening. Again, I'll give Alex Anthopoulos all the the long leash in the world, but something has to change mentally about this team. Not even so much lineup or pitchers. Mentally, something has to change. Alright, when we get back it will be time for That's Life. Uh, We will talk about, I did see the Taylor Swift Eras tour movie over the weekend instead of watching that dreadful Falcons game. Plus our top 10 list as well. Chuck Key Studios, Sports Radio, not to the game, odyssey.com app.
0: I've got the secret key to you,
3: baby. Let's make music Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Radio 92.9 the game, back at a Chuckery Show. 921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's, that's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. I am at JMCH316. He is at Orrin Romaine. Hit us up with a uh, text or a tweet and uh, give us your rankum list, as because that's coming up in 20 minutes from right now. Um, Orrin, one of the things that we have a lot of fun with, with uh, I had this with Dylan and... Um, uh, Day-Day as well, is that we're all amazed at, at the money that people spend on some of these auction items and stuff, especially like trading cards and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's exorbitant. Well, how about this? A pair of tickets to Ford's Theater on April 14th of 1865.
0: How was the play that night?
2: Say that again now? How,
0: how was the play that night?
2: Well, I mean, somebody took it in the head. I mean, but anyway. Oh, good um, lord. So the winning bidder for the tickets spent. How much you think they spent?
0: Two for that stuff. one? Yep. Ooh, I would probably say north of, of seven figures. So I would say. Well, let's go $2.5
2: No, believe it or not, $262,500. And you know who wow. got them?
0: Elon Musk.
2: Jim Ursay. Jim. What Jim Ursay <laughs> bought two tickets at auction and
0: they're basically like ripped, but they're out ob- they're the ticket itself. You know who I'm surprised didn't buy those? Darren Ravel. Well Darren Ravel is big on buying random memorabilia of things. Okay. So yeah.
2: So Darren uh Ravel had a tweet that he put out the other day where there is an auction coming up. Um, so this PropStore.com has a lot of um, Hollywood memorabilia, okay? And one of the things that they have is Freddy Krueger's gloves with the blades and everything on them. And he he's estimating that they're going to go for the, the auction isn't over yet, but it's estimated that they will go for between... 250 and 500,000 dollars. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, how crazy is that? Half million dollars for his gloves that he wore in the movie. And again, they're just, you know, random things. And I saw where a mint condition 52 Mantle recently sold at auction for 12.7 million dollars. $12.7 million through Heritage Auction. That beat the record set earlier this year of, I think it was $10.1 million. Who has $12 million,
0: almost $13 million, to spend on a baseball card? If you got that much money to spend on a baseball card, then it's a write off, basically. So that, that's a oh, yeah. clerical error. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, again, what they're looking at is I'm going to keep it for three or four years and then sell it again. And make more money off it. That's the way you got to do it. That hey, listen, that's what um, that's what uh, Wayne Gretzky did with the Hannes Wagner uh, baseball card that he bought. Is uh, he was one of the owners of the Honus Wagner, the T 1909 baseball card. That's the most famous card ever. He was one of the owners of that card, and they and they bought it and sold it a few years later and turned a profit on all of it. Crazy. All right, happy 100th birthday today! Today is the day that Walt and Roy Disney founded the company that would be known as the Walt Disney Company. How about that? 100 years ago today, how crazy is that? Um, is he is he still on ice or is he cooled out? Or is it's, he, it's his is he head, killing? right? It's his head oh, that's yeah. on ice. yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, it, it, him and Ted Williams, right? They. I saw a fascinating piece. Uh, I don't know if you've the show. It's called a How to, or How to by John Wilson, mm-hmm. and it's an HBO show. And they went into one of those cryo uh, cryo facilities. And they had yes. a convention for it, and just like it's the the thought process behind what goes on and and how they plan to like. Be integrated back into society when they become un- like it's, cr- it's 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 well, I yeah, saw, it's ridiculous. I, I saw demolition man. I mean, I know how that works. That's 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 huh? not quite it. What? That's oh. not quite it.
2: Well, I, I also saw Austin Powers,
0: also, also not not huh? quite it.
2: Didn't he have his tallywhacker that was
0: proud You really you really just said that, John. Oh. Anyway, you really just said that <laughs> on air. <laughs> All right, for our online folks, congratulations. Yes.
2: Um, all right, so I went on Sunday. Um, I, I went on Sunday, and instead of watching the Falcons game, I took my daughter to the Taylor Swift movie, the Eras Tour movie. So they filmed that movie at SoFi Stadium, and it was at the end of the at the end of the tour for the at least the American leg of this uh, tour. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you, Oren, First of all, the movie's fantastic. I mean, it, it's... I, I don't know how she does it. Like, I don't know how she plays three and a half hours a night dancing, singing. I mean, all the stuff that, that she's got going on. I don't know how she does it three three and a half hours a night, first off. But the other thing is, too, is I can understand why people spend thousands of dollars to see her in concert. Those people are devoted. And I mean, they are... They are hardcore... Like there wasn't an empty seat in SoFi, and I know that that's. The, but you don't find empty
0: seats at, at those kinds of concerts. There is a difference between being a singer and being a performer. Taylor Swift is kind of ascended from being a singer; she is a performer. Like it's in in hip hop where you know you are just are you a rapper? Or are you an MC? Are you a master? of You move the crowd. Taylor yep. Swift is a crowd mover. She is a performer in the yep. truest sense, right? Now.
2: I mean, she it it, it really is. It really is crazy how she has the audience in the palm of her hand. And, I mean, the people in the theater, they're singing, they're dancing. They know all the work They know. I had a lady that was probably in her, like, early 40s. She knew the song. She knew every lyric to every song.
0: Yeah. And she would probably not the oldest person in the crowd to come and see that show. Oh, no. no and know all the lyrics either. And, I mean, we're going to go. Listen, my daughter wants to go again. We're going to go again
2: next Saturday.
0: Because, again, she's it's, printing money right now. man. Oh, yeah. Printing I Printing mean, money.
2: It, again, we'll give the whole story. Because, again, she worked out a deal with AMC where the theaters make money. She makes money. AMC makes money. And they're just printing money. And did you see where AMC's, uh, the head of AMC was extorted for money because he sent um, text to some random woman, illicit text back and forth? Uh-oh. The, 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 the president or CEO of AMC Theaters, that's why their stock has been falling. Even though this movie is doing well, that's why their stock is falling.
0: Yeah, it's always great when the CEO of your company is in battling a text message scandal, yes.
2: Yeah, so again, I guess it was illicit text between her and some woman, and I think they oh, catfished man. him and oh, extorted that's money. that's even better. Yeah, extorted money from him. So, All right, so with that tonight... And I've said before, I think Taylor Swift is, right now, she is the best songwriter on planet Earth, right now. So tonight's top ten list. Your top ten favorite songwriters of all time. Oren, the floor is yours.
0: I looked over my list after I wrote it, and I felt so old. Because the, I guess, youngest, technically youngest songwriter on here wrote stuff in, like, the early 90s. But... In no particular order, Mr. Chuck. We're mm-hmm. gonna start with the uh, songwriting duo of Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Nice. Great, great, great. You are responsible for oh, God. so many hits from yes. the Eagles and so many other hits as well, too. So
2: Do you know what life in the fast lane is about? Do you know that's about Glenn Fry's drug dealer? And he and Glenn Fry would ride around in the back seat with his drug dealer? And he would talk about life in the fast lane. I
0: did not know that. Yes. No, that's yes. hilarious, but yes. also apropos. Yes, absolutely. You know the of drugs they did in the '70s yes. and '80s. Yes. Um, continuing on, the songwriting trio of Motown's early days of Holland-Dozier-Holland. Holland. Okay, so that's life.
2: Same company. I went a slightly different, slightly different direction. Way? Yes. Okay. But uh, um, but that but they are. I mean, they were the real the backbone, man. Yeah. I mean, again. They they wrote for all of the acts too. Everybody. Like they, they wrote for all the acts.
0: from Marvin, to Four Tops, yep. for yeah, the, uh, Diana, the Prince. The that was the everybody. Supremes yeah,
2: a uh, number one team.
0: Uh, moving right along here, my my buddy. I'm saying my buddy, but Stevie Wonder loves. Oh yeah,
2: I've got Stevie on my list as well. Uh,
0: throwing a little Prince.
2: Yep, I got Prince on my list as well.
0: Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. nice. Quincy. Uh, George Michael. Oh, George yes. Michael has a special place for yes. me. George Michael. The songwriting duo of Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Yep. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Ooh, very nice. Yes. And then my last two are kind of uh, interesting ones here. Uh, the man responsible for a a, a, a decade of a plus of sound, the West Coast Ice Cube. Nice. Ice Cube. And then my final one, this guy was found, basically he answered an ad in the back of a magazine. For the first band he was ever in, Heatwave, that will be Rod, Rod Temperton. Temperton. Rod Temperton.
2: By the way, what what song what song did he write? He wrote he wrote a number one and a top ten song for Michael Jackson. He wrote "Thriller." Well, yes, he did. That's that's the other. We're yeah, "Thriller," right?
0: But he also wrote "Rock with You." He did write "Rock You," that's yes, right. He too, wrote yeah, "Rock so. with You."
2: He was he was in Heatwave.
0: Yeah, they, but you yeah, answered an ad, British guy answered an ad in the back of the yep. magazine, and he. He, he was doing, like, covers at that time, and Rod had original music. They thought that was pretty cool. So, but the era of Yacht Rock, like Michael McDonald, uh, 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 Jeffrey Osborne, uh, James Ingram, all those guys, they owe a great deal of success to Rod Temperton and the sound that he brought to the late 70s, early 80s as well. Absolutely.
2: All right. So, I had Stevie and Prince on my list as well. Um I went Norman Whitfield because I like the edge of Norman Whitfield. So he wrote a lot of the temptations later songs when it was what Dennis Edwards that was, that, that took over when the, one, the, um, uh, what's his name? Um, David Ruffin and Eddie Kendrick. It was the, it was the Dennis Edwards era, the, the psychedelic stuff and all that. He got into, into some of that stuff. Um, I still think Brian Wilson is one of the great American songwriters of all time.
0: Yeah, if I was a bigger Beach Boys fan, i put him on there, but I understand his importance in American music. So, yeah. yeah, I
2: mean, I, I, I think the Beach Boys are – I I still say the Beach Boys are the most underrated musical act of all time.
0: They I, I, span, I, I, what, eight decades, and, seven decades? And, yeah. and they
2: still don't get the love because, again, uh, so like one of the guys I have – well, the songwriting team. Do you know who the Glimmer Twins are?
0: No. That's Mick and Keith. Oh, that's what they called themselves yes. the Glimmer Twins? That's what their nickname was. It was the oh, Glimmer Twins. Yeah, I know Mick and Keith, yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: You've heard of those guys, right? Was, I'm
0: very familiar with those guys.
2: Um, believe it or not, because I'm I I just I, I like her and I just I love everything about her. Believe it or not, Candy Burris is on my list.
0: Uh Candy is going to be paid forever Do you know for the residuals she makes off of Beyonce.
2: Okay. Not only that, but look. She wrote Break Up With Your Boyfriend for Ariana Grande. Obviously, she helped write um, No Scrubs. And she was involved. She also, because of... So Taylor Swift... You know, like they do this thing now where they give credit to other artists.
0: If you sample an artist, well, if you that, sample an artist's song, then the songwriter from that previous song yes. gets credit for the new song but, but in it, perpetuity.
2: It's, it's called interloping or whatever. It's not even copying, but it's like the same style of song. She's got, uh, I
0: think that was because of um, was that the uh, well, the Robin Thicke no, Marvin Gaye case? Was, that
2: was that was straight out plagiarism. That theft. Yeah, that was that was theft. Yes. But but interloping is the new thing in music, where like Paramore gets a lot of credit on Olivia Rodrigo's because it was inspired by Paramore. So Candy Burris is on some of Taylor Swift's songs because they were inspired by by her sound and all that kind of stuff. So she's on my list. Um, Bernard Edwards and Nile Rodgers, uh, my favorite. Yeah, Nile's made time. a
0: second a second appearance. We had a. Uh, Guitarist before now now making other parents on uh, Best Songwriters
2: and uh, I've got the B G S on my list uh, as well
0: yeah all the Gibb brothers okay I see that
2: one um my one of my favorite guitar players of all time Lindsey Buckingham I love Lindsey's music I I, I love the stuff even some of his solo stuff I, I enjoy but obviously that era of Fleetwood Mac the, yeah. the Buckingham Nicks. Fleetwood Mac era, but I love Lindsey Buckingham, and then my absolute—it's not even close. My favorite songwriter of all time is Paul McCartney, and it's not even close. Like he's—he's he's my favorite musical artist of all time. He's my favorite songwriter of all time. Um, whether it's Beatles, Wings—I still think Wings is one of the more underrated groups. Yeah, they, they didn't get a lot of love. Wings—they uh, do not get a lot of love. Because, again, it was coming off the Beatles. That's true. And it was, you know, it was it was different. It wasn't the same. Do you know in a lot of ways who had the most successful post-Beatles career before 1980 was? It was it George Harrison? Ringo. Really? Yeah. Ringo had multiple number ones and a whole string of top tens. Back off Boogaloo and all this crap that they put out. He had a whole string of hits. You're at 16. I mean, all that stuff. So there's my list. All right, when we get back, it will be time for them. 404-726-0929, at JMCH316, at Orrin Romain. Give us your lists. We'll read them uh, on air. Check me the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, now to the game, Odyssey.com app.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
2: Sports Radio, 92.9, The Game. This song always this gets song me a good This song makes you laugh. Mood. It I always it makes just, you chuckle, huh? It always gets me in a great mood. I'm sure it does. Ace is high.
0: If somebody's finna die. Uh, usually me.
2: 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. At JMCH316. At Orrin Romaine. Used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends, picking Randy's brain, picking Hugh's brain. Sometimes I would give those guys a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it, and we call this segment Rank'Em.
0: All right, let's start with the text line here. Uh, J.R. Richards fastball, Dolan Ryan's fastball, Kerry Woods fastball, or John Smoltz's fastball.
2: So, I was a big fan of J.R. Richard growing up, Uh, and again... Just had his whole career derailed, what, the stroke and everything along with it. Um, I love J.R. Richard. Like, I thought he was going to be one of the great pitchers of all time in the National League, so I'll give him number one. Um, I'll give Smoltzy number two because I love Smoltzy. Harrywood three, and Nolan Ryan walked too many guys. But well, again, he played forever, though. So. Yeah, he did. But, again, he had a lot of – so did uh, J.R. Richard as far as that goes. Those guys walked a lot of guys. But, again – I'm, I'm still overshadowed by hitting Robin Ventura and just throwing the haymakers. That's his best fastball. That's his best he, fastball. Robin, the Robin,
0: that poor Robin had no idea nope. what to do in that situation. Nope. Nope. No idea whatsoever. Nope.
2: He had Nolan Ryan had that old man strong, just old man and, grip. And, and again, he was a Texas rancher and all this kind what, of stuff. What's
0: that, Randy? Say, had them calcium deposits on his hands. Yep, I calcium mean, deposits. Yep. I mean, he just had no idea what to do. All right, move right along here. For the text line again, we got Ryan Howard, Prince Fielder, Joey Votto, or Mark Teixeira. I'll tell you, I'm a big Ryan Howard fan. Um, I just thought he was just a beast.
2: Um, Big first baseman. Yeah, he was. Former Braves. Yeah. For for a minute. For a minute, yeah. Uh, I'll go Ryan Howard one. Um, I'll go Joey Votto. There's probably a case to be made about whether he's going to be a Hall of Famer or not. I'll go him number two. Um... I'll go Mark Teixeira only because he played at Tech, number three. Okay. And uh, Prince Fielder, number four. And was a former Brave, by the way. For How'd that,
0: how'd that trade work out? Yeah, not very for well Teixeira, either. yeah. Worked out good for him. It worked out good for the Rangers. Yeah, it did. Did not work out well for the Braves. Yeah. Didn't they go to two World Series in that
2: time or whatever it was? Yeah, Elvis yeah.
0: Andrews and Jared Saltalamacchia. Yeah. And, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, moving right along here. Go to my list here. Third fiddles on recent NBA championship dynasties here. Rank these. We got Tony Kukoc, Manu Ginobili, Chris Bosh, or Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green is making
2: a Hall of Fame case because when you're that good defensively and good at defense and rebounding and everything like that, Dennis Rodman. Now I'm not saying he's Dennis Rodman, but but he's pretty close. I'll go Draymond 1. I'll go Chris Bosh because I still think he's an underrated player and again because he, again because he did not want to come to Cleveland and play with LeBron, that's why all those guys ended up in yeah, Miami. Miami yeah. So, uh, Sam Mitchell and I have gone round and round about all that that stuff before. Um, he just he didn't want to, he did not want to play for a mid-market team again coming from Toronto, Toronto when played yeah. for one of the big sexy franchises. So, um, I'll go you said Manu and, Manu and, who's, and Tony, oh, Tony Kuko. I'll go Kukoc one. Uh, I'll go Kukoc, uh, Kukoc uh, third, I should say, and Manu number four.
0: All right, we're gonna go with a bit of a difference here. We're gonna go with men and women here, brothers okay.
2: and sister yes. groups. Oh,
0: huh? No, what? no, John Chaffery. No. Uh, is this part of the BBC? i is. The, I'm, I'm, I'm going to poke you in the eye. Okay, thank you. We'll start with the brothers groups well, again, here. Again, I, you know, speaking of brothers and sisters, poking you me know up, what? anyway. Uh, the Bee Gees, the Jacksons, the Isleys, or Van Halen? Rank those four. Brothers oh, groups. Uh, again, I, I'm going BGS all the way. I love the Bee Gees. I,
2: I still think that they – again, they got a bad rap because of disco, but uh, I, I think the Bee Gees are one of the great uh, performing uh, groups of all time. Um, I'll go the Jackson 5 next. I mean, they're just – again, little Michael and everybody in that group, uh, I love the Jackson 5. The Isley Brothers and who was the
0: last one? Uh, Van Halen.
2: I'll go Van Halen number three, and I like the Isley Brothers, but they're, they they got to be number four on that list. Okay,
0: let's go to the sister groups here. So, okay. Carpenters, the Pointer Sisters. Well, the, the, the,
2: the Carpenters are a brother and a sister. Well, it's yeah. it's a sister in there, yes. so yes. Yes,
0: she was the drummer. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Uh, the Carpenters, the Pointer Sisters, Heart, and Gladys Knight and the Pips.
2: Um, I think Ann Wilson is one of the great singers of all time. Yeah, Wilson got voice, yeah. She got, she got, so she got I'll go, I'll go her number one. Uh, I'll go Heart number one. Um, <coughs> my favorite singer of all time, believe it or not, or pretty close, is Karen Carpenter. I think she's got one of the great voices of all time. I'll go them number two. Um, you said what was the other two?
0: Gladys Knight and the Pointer Sisters.
2: Oh, Pointer Sisters. I love Gladys Knight. Pointer Sisters, though. They're awesome. I love the Pointer Sisters. A couple of those girls have died right here recently. Yes, they have. Last year or two. So um, I go the
0: Pointer Sisters three and the great Gladys Knight number four. Uh, Break dancing, line dancing, (laughs) river dancing, square dancing. Break dance, river dance, square dance. What was the other one? Line dance.
2: I'll go line dancing number 1. Done some of that stuff. Oh, have you? Yes. Your boot scooting boogie days there, buddy? Yeah, I mean, listen, we would go to cowboys, you know, on a Friday Saturday night and you had to kind of do some of that stuff. Um I, I uh, th- my favorite one is disco. Um disco. That that's that was the original line dancing was disco. But um I'll go I'll go line dancing one. Uh you said square dancing,
0: river dancing and break dancing.
2: Uh, break dancing two, um, uh, I guess river dancing three
0: and square dancing they four. They move like their feet are just not attached to the body. Uh, Lord yeah. have
2: mercy. All right, let me go uh, to Twitter. Um, let's see here from our buddy Alvy Cohen: the monsters, the Adams family. I dream of genie or bewitched. Ooh. Um, New monsters or old monsters? Old monsters. Okay. Yeah, old monsters. I will go with. You know what? I'll go with the Munsters number one on that list. I'll go Bewitched number two. Um, I'll go. I'll go Adams Family three. And the whole I Dream of Genie thing was just kind of crazy in my
0: mind. But anyway, what, what? am I going to ask you about that? Never mind. No, huh? well, please continue, John Chuckery. In a bo-
2: Genie in a bottle? Is that what you're going to ask?
0: Please continue, John okay. Chuckery.
2: Um, from the real Matt Ryan, the the 16 Cubs, the 17 Astros. 18 Red Sox or the 20 Dodgers? Um, 17 Astros all the way. 19 Nationals there? Oh no, yeah, he skipped over them. Yeah, Um, I go the 17 Astros all the way because they cheated, then they found out that everybody else cheated along with them. Um, I'll go the 20 Dodgers, and then the final two, I would throw them both in trash can because the Cubs beat the Indians, and then I loathe the Red Sox. I loathe. The Red Sox, like with a passion. So I hate both of those teams, uh, for that reason. Uh let's see here from our buddy Rusty. Cops, Cheers, the Jeffersons, and Sanford Son. Those are a wide
0: gamut of of Now
2: what he's saying is rank these T V theme songs. So Cops, Cheers, The Jeffersons, Sanford and Sun. Do you know who wrote Sanford and Sun theme? That would be one Quincy Jones. Absolutely. Sanford and Son, number one, all day long. Like, that's that's obvious. I will actually go with the Jeffersons, number two. I will go Bad Boys with the Cops, number three. And I never really liked that Cheers song. I like Cheers. I didn't like that, that theme song. All right, from our buddy Marco, best ML team, uh, lo- uh, sorry, the best MLB team losing the first round to a one seed, or sorry, to, to a – no, he just says the best MLB team losing in the first round, a 1 seed losing to a 16 seed, a 1 seed losing to an 8 seed in the NBA, or a wild card team beating a number 1 seed. I'll go with the one losing to a 1 seed beating a or sorry, losing to a 16 cuz that's only happened once. No, that's twice now. Oh, it was twice now. Yeah, yes. That's yes, Purdue last, uh, last year. Yes, yes, last year as well. Uh because the first one was Virginia and then then Purdue did it last a year. Um I'll go with that number 1 I'll go the one losing uh to 8 in the NBA. I'll go MLB3 and we see wildcard teams all the time that, that end up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, lots of wildcard teams. The Giants, I mean, were Yeah, that 07 just
0: when they won everything on the road. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So,
2: um okay, that's it. We got to get out of here. Uh Love TKO coming up next. We'll close it out. Chuck out RingKey Studios. Sports right the game dot com app.